This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Got a podcast on a Thursday. We head down the shore, as always, to say good afternoon. Good morning, Jerry Recco. Here's what I'm considering today, Jerry. Let me guess. Hold on. Let me see if I can guess. Walk the dog. Of course. Check out Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'll give him. Make some chicken, sweet potato, and either beans or broccoli. That'll be later. Uh, Two slivers of a Kit Kat bar. Uh, Also later after dinner. And private time in the bathroom with God knows whatever you're doing. Um, uh, I pooped this morning, so probably no more private time in the bathroom. But um, no, a couple things. Uh, I'm considering getting an aftermarket radio for my orange Tic Tac. Okay. <coughs> you not like your radio? Well, the problem was when I had my car in the shop and I got a nice loaner car, they give you the brand new loaner cars. Yes, and it's we like, talked oh, about this. Yeah. this is beautiful, right? So in particular, I'm always fascinated by like the radio displays and all that stuff. And they're of course they're beautiful now in the new cars. But I was just always like, I gotta get me, gotta change this out. So I thought, well, why don't I get like just uh and I want one that you can integrate Apple your Apple phone into. You know, they sure. have Android play, they have Apple yep. Play, it just it uses the screen in the car for your uh, phone. Mm-hmm. So I was, but but the, here's my problem. The only time in my life where I've had an aftermarket radio put in my car, it was twice stolen. So my fear is that when we go back to New York City, do people still steal radios where they're going to look in? I don't know. And and how do they know? Like, how do they know? Because the regular radio in my car has a – everybody's car has a screen in it now. Right, right. So why wouldn't they be stealing everybody's radios? Maybe they are. Here's what I know. I left my car running in New York City once for eight hours and no one took it. Yeah, I guess it's time and place, right, Jerry? Time and place, like real estate. Air and opportunity for uh, criminals. Yeah. I would say if you lock your door and you have an alarm, you'll be okay. I don't Although think I here in New York, if a car alarm's going off, people no walk right by it like nothing. Actually, here too. I believe it. It's I think anywhere. Noise. Yeah, everyone's used to, especially like living up by the beach, People, people's alarms go off all the time. No one pays attention. I believe that, yeah. The only things that pay attention, dogs. They don't like a car alarm. I'm sure. Drives them nuts. Like, they think something's going on. Humans completely immune to the car alarm. Yeah. Maybe I go get an aftermarket radio and an alarm (laughs) and a remote starter. And she's buying a new car. Or that. It's probably just cheaper. You got your car back, I guess, yesterday. I did get my car back yesterday, good. and it felt good to get your, you know, when you, when you as as cool as it is to uh, drive a different car for a little while, because it's something different. I missed my Tic Tac. Yeah, felt good. Yeah. Getting well, new brakes on that bad boy now. You long for something when it's taken away from you. Yeah. Yesterday, you and I talked about, I asked, why can't I get cool tires for my car? Cool, fat tires? Yeah. 
I had multiple people send me links to cool fat tires. So things are happening, Jerry. Look at you. Are you getting the cool fat tires and the new rims? Well, they actually sent me fat tires that would fit on my current rims, oh, which was okay. nice, which was right. very nice. That's cool. So that I might consider, although all I have to have is the guy tell me it's going to lower my gas mileage and I'll be gone well, out well. of that. Plus a 51-year-old uh, getting out of a car that's got big fat tires. It's <laughs> really going to look cool. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't factor that part yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, listen, you do what you want. Yeah, it's a good point, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's this cool guy with the fat tires? Oh, it's a dad body looking fella. <laughs> Or granddad. Or granddad at this point. Yeah. Jerry, I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't think you're much of a soda drinker. I don't um, think you are. I like Diet Pepsi. Okay. I would say I have an eight-ounce can. My wife buys the small cans. Yes, that's what I get, the small cans. I have an eight-ounce can, I would say, f- four days a week. Okay. I have one, maybe five days a week, but that's it. Yeah. Eight ounces max of the Diet Pepsi. I'll have the eight ounce uh, Coke Zero. I like that Once too. or twice a week, nothing yep. crazy. But I was reading this morning that uh, due to coronavirus, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, why is that? Has a shortage. For some reason, they can't get, alum- there's a, an aluminum can shortage. Oh, that's why. Okay. Well, why do and they, they s- what about, that's a Coke I product. don't know. That's what that's what people are wondering. I wonder Unless, if that's their lightest seller, so they scale right, back and they the production. shut it down. Yeah. Right, light a seller out of like Coke, Coke, uh, right. Diet Coke, Coke Sprite, Zero, this sort of thing. Sprite. Right, Dr. Pepper must be in the back. They also cited that because um, the restaurants are not open and only outdoor dining in some places, the amount of soda people are now consuming, they're, they're bringing it into their home in cans versus getting it going out. As a fountain soda. Oh, Jerry, there's nothing better than a fountain soda. A fountain Coke. Amazing. Yeah, like better than in a can, better than yes. in a bottle. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Well, there's it has an effect on the taste, the, the different materials that they're in. But Plus, some that's people... more syrupy, the, uh, the fountain soda, the way it's made. Yeah, you know what's weird? Like some places, like I've been to some fast food places where the mix, mixture is all off. Like I've the, never had that, really. Oh, and yet places like uh, 7-Eleven, Quick Check, perfect. And they have it down to a science. Oh, the seltzer to syrup ratio. But yeah. sometimes you go to these... These uh, fast food places, and I don't know if it's, uh, you know, an inexperienced kid who's in charge of the, the Coke machines. I can tell you this. Wendy's has, ama- I guess Burger King has them too. Yeah. I haven't been, I've been to Wendy's recently in the last few weeks. Went All once. right. Burger King's been a while, but I think they have that same machine where it's basically got 7,000 choices of oh. drinks. Really? You, yeah, it's a touch screen. No, I've seen this. I didn't know Wendy's had this. Yeah, Wendy's has it too. You can get, at least the Wendy's in Middletown does, um, where you can pick anything from Hawaiian Punch yeah. to Cherry Coke to Vanilla Coke to Sprite. Yes. It's really something. And I've never had, now I don't get, we don't go often, but anytime we've gone, there's never been an issue. Right. You could pick like, I want a Coke. Okay. Yeah. What flavor of Coke? You want vanilla yeah. in that, cherry in that, raspberry yep. in that? Pretty yeah, wild. Awesome. Yeah. That is an awesome machine. Yep. I agree. That's a badass machine. Badass machine. They have it at uh, some of the um, surf tacos down the Jersey Shore area. Surf. T- there was a surf taco by LBI where we were. Oh, oh, you got to check out surf taco. It's delicious. I'm sure it is delicious. So, Jerry, if you see uh, Dr. Pepper's out there in a can, buy them up because I think you can sell them on. I can eBay. Sell them for double. Sell them for double. We could get rich. <laughs> How did you gain your millionaire status? Well, I bought a bunch of. Dr. Peppers. And ripped people off. And then there was a uh, aluminum can shortage. There you go. 
What else did I write down here? Oh, there's a dating site for, you know how we always talk about how there's specific dating sites for all sorts of things? There's now a dating site for people who don't like to wear masks. No, it must be a lot of people. It's called Lockdown Skeptics. All right, but here's the problem with this now. What do you do with this dating site when when this pandemic's over? Right, but how many people do you think joined? Uh, People are desperate. Lockdown Skeptics. I'm sure there are plenty. Because what I think is a stupid idea is probably genius. Right. You're right. What happens when the pandemic's over? Maybe we're always going to have masks. I think you could have a dating site mm-hmm. for people that only like to wear black shirts. The black shirt dating website? I do. Like, I think, I, I, you know, people that only wear sneakers. Runners only. Right. I think. Oh, could, definitely runners only. I think you could come up with different little niche type of sites, and I think it would work. I think yeah. people are just into... You know, being one and the same and making sure you have a lot in common. Runners only. Comic book readers only. For like a black shirt wearers only. You could, it would be a fun, like, cute conversation to get into. What are you going to wear on our first date? Black shirt. How about you? No, oh, I heard and then the they And then they show up in a yellow shirt and it's over. <laughs> like the person yeah. that says they don't smoke online and then they show up right. and they want a cigarette. That's over. You're wearing a yellow shirt. I cannot date you. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Do you happen to see any photos that over in the UK? I don't know specifically which part of the UK. They had the first socially distant concert. I it, saw this on the show sheet, and I meant yeah. to Google it, and I did not. It actually looks really awesome. What they did was it was in a big field, like a, a big lawn with right. a stage. Like Woodstock. And, yeah, and on the lawn, there were individual small like metal risers maybe they're three feet off the ground right that had chairs on them and there was only two or three two to four people to uh riser like i guess if you were going with with someone or with uh, another couple that you knew and was comfortable and they were separated so nicely it actually looked like if this comes out of the coronavirus that we have this kind of concert experience, I am all in for it. Now, who what was the big artist? Was Bruce Springsteen? No, sure it was wasn't. like someone named Sam Fender or something. Oh. Some Someone I was not familiar with. Okay, but probably big in the UK. I guess big in the UK. It looked really cool. Like, it looked like this. Yes, like I could see them doing this at PNC Art Center. You have to Well, they're the going to have out. to figure something out. Yeah. If, in fact, we're still in this situation in March or April because... You know, places like PNC Bank Art Center lost the entire year. Yeah. And that, that I mean, I don't know how you recover from that. I mean, that's, uh, you talk about a financial beating. I mean, my God. Yeah. You know, and so now, do I think we'll be in this situation in March? I don't. You know, I actually think things like that inhaler that we were talking about today, I think we are going to find some things that kind of maybe stop or slow the transmission of this to where we can kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. But... Is that 100%? Hell no. And then we got to figure some stuff out here. Yeah. So. Yeah, this, like, I could see them doing it. Like, you can't do it at a place that has built in seats, but a place like uh, MetLife Stadium that has that entire field that they could set the stage up and just do this. Man, I would I would go in a heartbeat to this. Because the one thing I hate about concerts is people bumping into you. Right, sure. Oh, this looked like a pleasure. It looked like your own living room at the concert. I know the last couple of concerts I went to were in a suite. What a way to watch a concert. That is the one. When would you do that? It's like. Outstanding. You know, you guys want to go to a show? It's like, is it in a suite? 
It's no, not, not interested. Not interested. But it's Bruce Springsteen front row. No, mm. no thanks. Will people be touching me and bumping into me? <laughs> yes. Mm. And sweating I think I'll on pass you. on that one. I don't want anyone sweating on me. Probably be next bumping to a group me. of teenagers. I don't want teens. <laughs> I did a, uh, and this is going to, you know, solidify your choice of Android over Apple, but I did the uh, Apple update last night. Yeah, I heard you and Eddie before we got started. Yeah, I did the Apple update last night. Then uh, I get up this morning and I, I'm getting text messages from people that it's just their phone numbers. Yeah, that's a problem. The hell? Hmm. Sorry to hear that. I don't have any problems with my contact. <laughs> and I tell you another thing too. I bought yeah. A, um, I bought it because you know we had this conversation about my laptop. I mean, how long should they last? Laptops, yeah. So I've had, had a laptop a long I've had time it for nine years, and it's been great. But it really started to slow down in the last month. So I said, in- instead of it just dying, I'm going to go buy a Chromebook. And then this way, I can slowly move stuff over or save things to a flash drive. At least this way, the laptop doesn't explode and I lose everything that's on it. Right. So I got the Chromebook. I got to tell you, dude, put my Gmail login information in. Yeah. Bam. Everything right there to where, like, I brought the laptop home last, I guess it was last Thursday, I think I got it. And I turned it on, and my wife's like, oh, great, I'm going to lose you for the next few hours. Not that we were doing anything, but I said, I don't know, we'll see. I, I need to, I want to make sure this thing works. And so, like, 20 minutes later, I went outside. She's like, what's going on? Not good? I'm like, no, it's done. I, I just turned it on. Perfect. Everything's there. How much was the Chromebook? I bought, a, I got the 11-inch one, the smaller model. It was 200 yeah. bucks. It was nothing. And it works great. It really mm-hmm. does. So... I'm a, I, listen, all, I, all kidding aside, hey, we joke with the Apple. I, I do joke with the Apple, but I love Google. I just think the way they do things, just very easy yeah. and very manageable. The Google Gmail is a little complicated. Why? I don't know. It just it seems a little unorganized to me. Uh, I think it's like anything. It, even like Yahoo, which I still have, they want to change their look, and I yeah. refuse it because when I change it, it looks complicated. Right. I think like anything, until you use something, it's it's different. But I have got, I have like four Gmail accounts. Love it. Absolutely love it. Four Gmail accounts are you I do. sneaking I, around? No, I have Gmail for the business for the Cornhole League. I have a Gmail account for my well, my baseball teams. I have a Gmail account for just me. Mm-hmm. And there's one more I have. No, I guess I have three. The LLC one, the baseball one, and then just my own. Yeah, I have three. All right. Works out well, really well. Hmm. <laughs> I want to try it one day. <laughs> Maybe I will. You do. Maybe I G- will you too. actually do have a Gmail account, I believe. I do. Yeah, you just don't use it. I, uh, yeah, because uh, I've been using the this WFAN one for years. Yeah, so I everyone don't use just that. reaches me on there. I do not use that. Yeah, because I figure once I get fired, I'll be screwed. Right. Huh. I've thought about that. Yeah. I wonder how much time they give you if they fire us. <laughs> they give you like forty-eight hours of access, or are you out? <laughs> the email probably goes first. You're probably like, I can't get into my email today. Oh yeah, you're gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> We're sorry, we can't find you. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> About this, we got this from our union for our medical benefits. Yeah, which have been our NR outstanding. So let me be very clear. Oh, the rates have been the the, uh, the premiums have been cheap, very reasonable. We got yeah, we got a letter yesterday. Yeah, they're doubling. <laughs> like doubling, <laughs> not going really? up ten percent. Yeah. Doubling, mm. and they tell you if your if your spouse has access to benefits, yeah, she's required to take them from her company. Is that right? Well, how are they going to prove that? Wow! Though? Like, how would they prove that? Whether she had them yeah. or not? Yeah, I don't know how they would do that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, whatever. 
double uh, benefit soon. Great. Mm. Coronavirus, another problem. Killed our benefits. Freaking coronavirus. You're not kidding. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show because, listen, I've got to go look at aftermarket radios. I've got to return a couple things to Home Depot uh, that I didn't end up using because uh, the plumber brought his own materials. Nice. But I was prepared, like the toilet rings that go that you have to put on the bottom of the toilet. Yeah. That before I bought those. Look at you. Plumber provided them. How about that? That's a good plumber. So right I'm going to return those. All right. Because he uses he doesn't use these cheap ones that I bought, Jerry. You got to use a quality uh, toilet bowl ring. Well, or it's no, going to well, be flooding. Al, you enjoy sitting on your toilet today. Oh, you got it, Jerry. I certainly will. And we will uh, see you on the warm-up show next. We'll see you tomorrow on a summer Friday. Holla! Don't you Hi, do Jerry. The, don't you? What? What is that? You do this to see a thing? No, I was going to do that next. So, so, see ya. Okay, bye. See ya. So, goodbye. Mm. Uh. Mm. Ooh. Oh! I swear to God, you do the blue emu sounds. <laughs> Are we done? So, yeah, we're done now. Yeah, goodbye. And scene. What? That's at the end. You go scene, like, like the scene is over. And scene. They do the movies, Sherry. Eddie, just turn it off. I worked in the movies. I'm not sure if you realize. Disconnect him. And scene. Goodbye. Was he gone? Apparently. <laughs> It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Well done, Brad Heller. You clipped a couple of minutes off of the Marco Belletti reports overnight. We love it. Three minutes after 5 o'clock. From New York City, we come to you. At least I do. The other guy, well, he's down the Jersey Shore. And I will start this way, Al Dukes. Yesterday, you asked me, coming to the studio, did I see anything weird on my way in, in which I, I saw a man a homeless man who was singing uh, Shania Twain. That was kind of odd. This morning, Al, uh, on the ride in as I hit Broom Street, uh, on my way over across town after getting off the Manhattan Bridge, I encountered a sight I had never seen before, and that would be a man uh, exercising right in the middle of the road doing jumping jacks oh. that I had to drive around. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Did he appear to be in shape? Was the, were the jumping was jacks shape. working? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was chiseled like you might be, but yeah. he was in shape. He was not an overweight person. Uh, but he was doing jumping jacks, straddling the dotted lines on Broom Street, which I was going to take a photo and send to you, but then realized maybe not. Let's just move on. I would tell him, mix in some push-ups, get yourself uh, some of those uh, elastic bands that you can do curls with. I mean, you can do a whole thing in the push-ups or the planking in the middle of the road, you could get run over. Right. When you're doing jumping jacks, it's almost like, hi, look at me. Here I am. It was a look at me moment for sure. It was uh, quite odd, actually. Was he nude? He was not. He was wearing uh, spandex shorts like a biker would wear. Yeah. And then he had like a muscle tee shirt on. All right. And he had probably, you know what? If he was nude, you would have led with that. You would have been like, I saw a nude man doing. So that was really a silly question. Are you a headband guy? No, I'm not a headband guy. What about the bandana? No, not a bandana yeah, me neither. guy either. Mm, me neither. Mm, all right. I think he like uh, like Steve Van Zandt from the Bruce Springsteen band. He's a big bandana guy. Right. He wears it right on his head because he's got a big bald spot. But it, uh, I've embraced my baldness. See, I think. See, I will not. I uh, I, I know it's happening. Ahead. You'll go bandana. I'll go. I will have a hat. See, I'll have the Der- I'll go the Derek Jeter route. I will wear okay. a hat everywhere, and then when the hat comes off, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> put the <laughs> Look hat at back his on. Head. Yes, that's hmm. like that's like the Brett Gardner effect. 
Right. Brett Gardner in a baseball hat looks fantastic. Derek Jeter in a baseball hat, fantastic. Take the hat off. Ha <laughs> ha. I think Jeter looks fantastic without the hat on. Do you really? Got, yeah, because he's got tanned skin. It's the the shockingly white, very white skin of uh, of uh, Brett Gardner that makes it shocking with the white jersey that he has on. Whoa, it's just like, oh, he looks like an alien. I, he does look like an alien. I agree. And Jeter doesn't look bad. Like if you just saw Jeter without a hat on as a normal person, I don't think you'd think anything of it. Right. The problem is for 20 years, all we saw was Jeter in the baseball cap. And so it's almost like, I'll say this, it's like Tiger without the hat on. That is a weird look. He looks weird because you're used to that Nike or that TW yeah. hat all the time. So I'm not saying Jeter. Gardner looks like an alien. I think we agree on that. Large head. Yes. Jeter's fine, but it looks weird to me because I'm used to that Yankee hat on. All right. I wonder if he wears a, you think he wears a Yankee I've, hat around Marlins Park or a Marlins I've hat? I've never seen him in a Marlins hat. I mean, either. <laughs> Maybe that opening press conference. Here's something that makes me, uh, I don't know why this bothers me so much, Jerry, uh, Yankee-related. In the beginning of the Yankee games, when they're home games, and David Cohn says, Masahiro Tanaka, toeing the slab in the boogie down. (laughs) I wait for it just so it can bother me. Why does it bother you? I don't know, because it sounds like he's trying too hard to have like a catchphrase before the game. All right. I mean, if that's Tony's thing... Toe in the slab and the boogie down. Now, I've heard toe in the rubber. Toe in the slab? Oh, he does toe in the slab. I was not aware of that. He probably worked on it. He's like, I do hear toe in the rubber, so other people are doing that. What if I did toeing the slab in well, the boogie? And anytime he references the Bronx, he calls it the boogie down. So he'd be like, uh, and Tanaka, his uh, record in the boogie down is 6 uh, and 0. <laughs> well, Coney's trying to be unique. He's trying to be hip. I get, you know, it's kind of like if you're, if you become a baseball announcer today, let's say, and you like, you like to sound like those fifties types of announcers. Yes. And all of a sudden Al Dukes was then John Sterling retires after 45 years as the Yankee broadcaster and Al Dukes becomes the new Yankee broadcaster. Right. There's a couple of different things you can do. Number one, you could just be good old professional announcer or two, you could be like the new age announcer and come up with a catchphrase for a home run. The problem is they're all taken. Yes, all the good ones are taken. Now, Cone, you're telling me toe in the slab. Maybe that's a baseball term. It probably is. I've always heard toe in the rubber. So if you had to do a home run call, unique to you and unique to the audience, you can't say down goes Frazier, which, by the way, Michael K used like Sterling does. Oh, really? He did, when yes. Clint he, Frazier he said Frazier run? goes downtown, whereas Sterling okay. says downtown Frazier. Um, what, give me like a, give me a unique home run call that Al Dukes would, if he was the Yankee announcer, out of here is taken. Out of here! C is taken. Bang, zoom goes. I got one. Okay. I just thought of one. All right. I'll be like this. Deep to left. Peace out. (laughs) Peace out. I would go with. Now, is that a home run or are you dropping the mic and walking out of the studio? (laughs) No, that's a, that's a home run. Peace out. Yeah. It's like, Fraser deep to right center field. Peace out. Or run home. You can do your own Sia because that's different. Right. Right. You know what? That's a very good point. That would be unique to you. Right. All right. So give me the full. Now, don't just give me (laughs) deep to left. Give me the whole call. I did the, I did the, uh, the, um, I did one for someone or uh, who is it? Matsui. Is that who I did years and years ago? Yeah. So give me a real call. Let's say for Clint Pete Frazier. Al- no, give me Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo goes deep to left over the M&M whatever. Go. 
Uh, Peter Alonso is a bit of a slump here, but uh, he's very good here in the boogie down. Uh, here's a uh, pitch. <laughs> uh, it's a deep to left field. So <laughs> over the Eminem porch. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> if, if you didn't have all the uh, in that, that was a good so, call. So, 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 <laughs> See, I, so, I actually like that. If you would so, give me a real call. All right, gotcha. <laughs> if you actually gave me the real call. Oh, that is hit well to left. So. <laughs> Boy, that tra- that ball travels fast. <laughs> right. That was one of his line drive moments. If anyone rips that off, I'm going to be ticked. Well, you might have just given someone an idea. But I, I would say this, unless so, Bob Dwyer's getting the job or Eddie's getting the job anytime soon, you might be safe. Are you, you saying might. no one listens to the radio at 5, 10 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> no! I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Ooh. Quite the contrary, actually. But yes. how, about, how about Clint Frazier and DJ LeMayhew combining for seven hits so, <laughs> last night? <laughs> the, DJ LeMayhew. Again, I remember when LeMayhew and Lowry were out there. And Lowry was, a, again, good player. LeMayhew, really good player, but I think there were certain people that thought, yeah, he did it in Colorado, though, who knows. This dude is outstanding. I mean, he he might, very well might hit 400 in 60 games, so it doesn't count like it normally would. Oh, it counts. But it does not. Um, but he's that good. He sprays the ball all over the place. The, the balls that go to right field in the gaps, uh, he's just a great player. He really is. And then... You know, Clint Frazier, we talk about him all the time. How about this? Let's give Clint Frazier a chance because he might actually be able to stay on the field. Yeah. We're, now, all right. So let's oh, go yeah. back. Let's go back to Aaron Judge Aaron yesterday. Judge. This whole notion that he was taken out of the game to give him a rest right, for the, the rest of the before, season. Yep. Apparently, his Fugazi. toenail hurts, his calf hurts, his shin hurts, his quad, his thigh. And his hamstring hurt. Did you did you hear that from Aaron Boone? I I, I heard a lower body tightness. He I didn't got, get all the specifics like you did. That's he uh, basically quite a said every part of his lower body was like tight. Like come on, man. Really? I don't. I really. I don't understand. I don't. I'm 46 and I'm not playing baseball. Don't get me wrong, but I exercise almost every day. I don't wake up tight every day. No. How are these guys waking up tight from playing baseball? I don't get it. I do I don't not know. understand for the life of me. Makes maybe, no sense. Maybe they're just weak, Jerry. Weak men. Where we're manly men. That could be it. Uh, you know what? Whatever you want to call it. I tell you, there. What's today? Thursday. So they're off today. Is he playing tomorrow? Tomorrow. I'm asking you. What I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> I'm just going to say bring him one more day. With the uh, with the the day off, uh, he missed the one game, and then we had a day off. We're gonna give one more blow, as they say in the in the baseball business. Mm. He'll be back Saturday, Jerry. Uh, all right, I I, I hope. But we're you're gonna right. DH him Saturday so that he doesn't uh, cut down on the running. Yeah, cut down on the running and the arm throwing and the tightness in his quads and all sorts of lower body tightness. You know what? Let Clint Frazier play. Maybe he can stay on the field. Yeah. He almost hit for the cycle last night. And he does it in a mask, Jerry. He does. Number 77, which you've got on the helmet and then on the the face mask, which I like. I do love the number on the face mask. That's a good job by Clint Frazier. I totally agree. Now, is that the Gator one, though, that they're saying is not good? Um... I think so, yeah. I yeah. think it's the Gator one. So really what Colin Frazier is doing is spreading no, the disease. No, he's not. That was one study. We don't know the answer to that. I'm just and, having uh, fun with that. And the Mets were smacking the ball around yesterday too, Jerry. And they got two out hits. How about yeah. Wilson Ramos with a big two out hit? 
Yeah, and the Mets beat the Nationals, so that was nice. We had what a what a positive sports day for baseball in uh, New York. I completely agree with you. Other than now the fact that Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are both not <laughs> both not playing. Right. How many games in are we right now? Uh, we'll be at seven to r- roughly 16, 17. 16, the Yankees are, if I think the Yankees are 12 and 6, and I believe the Mets are 8 and 11. So 17, 18 games. 17 or 18 games in. Yes, and the Yankees are in first place. The Mets, I believe, are three or three and a half games out. Yeah. I was enjoying, I, I was going back and forth, Mets and Yankees, because uh, it's very rare when you get a night where the Mets are hitting the ball a lot. Yeah. And like, See, I, I love a. A high-scoring game. I love an 11-6 I don't mind game. it. What I don't like is when they take four hours. Yeah. I don't mind the high-scoring game. But, but now, And that last night's game wasn't four hours, but I don't I don't care for a four-hour baseball game. Like, I like a game with 17 runs. Well, you got it last <laughs> That's night. That's awesome. Yeah, you got it last night. And it not like a only lot that, of action. let me ask you this. Were you on the Mets first at 7-10? When Juan Soto basically hits the ball, yeah. you know, through the concourse yes. up on the upper deck. And I went right to the Yankees. Right. So 3 nothing. you're thinking, oh, my God, right. you got to be kidding me. I did. And yet, they were okay. Now, Gazelman started, but they quickly go to Shreve, chasing Shreve. Shreve in the third inning. And then, you know what's funny? Familia comes in. And I thought this was interesting. So Familia comes in, gives up a base hit, then gives up a rifle line drive to Guerme, who gets the double play at first base. And then he strikes out the third batter. That's fine. And then Gary Cohen, as he's walking off the field, is like, that's yeah, a good inning for Familia. No, it wasn't. He <laughs> gave up a line drive to left, a line drive that almost took Gourmet's head off. And, yes, he had the strikeout, but then he came back and pitched very well in the next inning. So that that's was a right. good sign. That was a yeah, good sign. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I, 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 loved, I loved them smacking the ball around in the boogie down Queens. Like, if he would have come out and just pitched that one inning, yeah. you could have looked at, like, his – like, if you know, this is where box scores can lie and stats can lie. You would have seen – Wow, one inning, no runs, one hit, must have been a good and a strikeout. Good inning, not really. If you watch it, he gave up two lasers. Yeah, I'm a, a box score guy. <laughs> because you don't watch all the games. I watch the the, the extensive highlight package yes. and I hit hit up the box score. That's fine. You know what you got to hit up is the play by play rundown. Oh, that's, that's so much of it. It does. is, but you know what? You can look. If you just read a box score, again, I think that that doesn't tell a lot of the story. And if you don't have time to watch the entire game, then I think the play-by-play rundown really helps you get caught up with the as much of the feel of the game as you can have. Here's what I'm in. Um, I'm a condensed game guy and box score. And a condensed season guy, which is why you're so into this year. Condensed games, condensed seasons, condensed um, uh, doubleheader games. What are you, 50? I'll be 51. Jim. I just hope you're not I into condensed lives. <laughs> <laughs> condensed lives. It could be almost over. <laughs> now if I die, they're going to run this back and be like, this Jerry Recco wished Listen, death. If you if if something happens, you know what we're doing. We're running beat Tom Brady for four hours. Beat Tom Brady. <laughs> Sadly, I, had, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you faked your own death once just to hear that. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Come, I'll do it on a Friday. Let everyone mourn. You'd be like, weekend. Mike, just keep coming back. <laughs> I thought you died. No. <laughs> Just wanted to hear more of me. The company asked me to not be dead and come back. <laughs> we have to take a break. 517 on the fan. On the fan. Gio will join us at 6. Don't go anywhere. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. All right, 522 warm-up show. We take it at 6 o'clock. G will join us then. Boomer with the rest of the week off. I got to tell you, I don't know how people... I mean, I've done it for short periods of time, I guess. 
But like this intermittent fasting thing, Al, and I know you're into all the uh, health and nutrition stuff. So I'm not intermittent fasting by any stretch, but for a large portion of being home, because of the dynamics of working for home, from home rather, um, there'd be a lot of days I would wake up at 3.30, quarter to four, and I would realize by 10 o'clock because I was constantly doing something I hadn't eaten yet. And so by default, I was intermittent fasting and I wasn't trying to. I got to tell you, this, this week... I almost feel like you, like I want to eat something every 35 minutes. Yeah. Uh, when the show is on, I eat the entire show. I know you do, because I see a lot of times on that Zoom call, as long as we're not talking to you, you've got something in your yeah. mouth. I've, I'm, uh, I have a coffee. I eat a banana. I eat two apples. I eat a granola bar. <laughs> I eat cereal. I know you do. I, it's nonstop. <laughs> well, and you still weigh a buck 40. I don't and understand. I don't know about that. I haven't weighed myself in a little while. How do you feel? I feel fine. Right, exactly. As the Beatles might sing, Jerry, and I feel fine. That's right. That's right. Speaking of feeling fine, segue time. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, this is what I don't understand, Jerry. So he says uh, he's looking for a career year after being complacent last year. Right. And says he wasn't even close to where he needed to be. Sure. Now, I guarantee you, if we go back to last year around this time. He felt great. He was felt the best he's ever felt and was going to have a career year. I, you know what I think part of that I can be? You, yeah, you might be right about that. But I think a couple of things happened. Number one, they lost their quarterback to Mono. That's my quarterback. And I think the feeling of the team changed immediately. Yeah, and I, I can see complacency setting in, Connor. Kind of like, oh, jeez, who's playing quarterback now? I mean, honestly, could you, I, I don't, I don't even remember who was that third quarterback they used after uh, was it Simeon that got hurt? <laughs> I don't, yeah, Trevor Simeon, right? Got hurt. He gets hurt. Was it? Is that who? Yeah, he got hurt in that Monday night game or Sunday night game, whatever it was. And then who was the th- that guy they used for two or three games that was terrible? Luke Falk. Right, they had no chance. So. I'm not surprised that not just from him, but from other guys that complacency sets in because you pro as much as they're professionals and as much as they sit there and say, yeah, we got a chance. We're going to, they're not stupid. He, when he goes home to his wife, he's like, who the hell is Luke Falk? And why is this guy our quarterback? I'm Luke Falk. You know, so I get what he's saying. You know, get, here we are, new year, fresh take, quarterback's healthy. Let's go get it. That's my quarterback. And Tom Brady's out of New England. Good point. Oh, by the way. The who? Yeah. What about this one? Uh, more diet and NFL talk, Jerry. That's what we're going to do here 24-7. Alvin Kamara says he has changed to a plant-based diet. I know. Now, you tried this for a short time. <laughs> I and, tried this for a week. I, right. did get a, I did get a week out of it. I would like to try this at some point, but I'm worried about being exhausted from the lack of protein. Yeah, the other thing is that people always say, like, oh, you can you can eat burritos, bean burritos. All that stuff is full of sodium. Yeah, no doubt. Like, you, you might can buy not the be... lower. So, well, but hold on a second. You can go, and you go to Whole Foods all the time. You can go there and buy just beans, fresh beans. Oh, yeah. You, know, you could definitely get low-sodium beans. But if you're going to get, like, the... The uh, good-tasting uh, canned ones? The, the, <laughs> no, the, 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 uh, like the burritos that are, you know, frozen burritos sure. that are veg- vegetarian. I do like... When you buy that frozen stuff, and it is delicious, and then you look at the nutrition guide, yeah, not and good. you see sodium intake for the day, <laughs> one burrito, 68%. <laughs> oh, good. I can have one of these and then nothing the rest of the My favorite part of the uh, article, though, uh, about Alvin Kamara uh, becoming a, a vegetarian is he wrote, uh, 
I met with my chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did it so casually, too, the way he, he's like, yes, I met with my chef, and we decided to go vegetarian. I, I will say, a lot easier if you got someone cooking for you oh, every I meal. I would love to have a chef. If I had a lot of money, I would go driver first, because I mm, hate driving. I like driving, so Number I wouldn't two, go there. chef. I'm, I'm with you on the chef. I think that's an outstanding idea. If I had that kind of money, I think the only two things I would do, well, I shouldn't say the only two things, but two big spending things I would do differently. I actually think I'd stay in the house I'm in. I actually love where we are, so that's fine. But I would like a chef, Mm -hmm. and I would love to have some sort of fractional ownership of a private jet. I don't want to own the jet. That's that's ridiculous. Just a piece. But I like the, the net jets type of concept, wheels up, those types of things where you buy in and you have access to a jet when you need it. I like that. Now, when when people have chefs, does the chef stay at your house all day long? Or the chef comes over, makes stuff, and then leaves? I, would th- I don't know this, but my guess would be the chef works an eight-hour day, does all the grocery shopping and preparation. Oh, chef does grocery shopping also. Yeah, because I would think you're going to pay him. Like Tiger Woods has had a chef for years and years and years. Yeah. I would think that guy works 40 hours a week. Does the shopping and the cooking and the prepping, and then he's got a part-time chef for the weekends. Or the full-time guy prepares the food for the weekend, and he just has to heat up. So, like, let's say I, I decided I was going to put my money into getting a chef, and I have a small condo I live in. I'm just <laughs> staring at the chef all day long. You're going to kill each other. <laughs> I would think if you have that kind of money, you would upgrade to a bigger condo. <laughs> would, could I ask the chef, you mind walking the dog just the one time? <laughs> I'm sure for an extra 15 bucks, yes. To the each, chef. Each walk. Would it kill you to vacuum? Just All right, now you're, getting, the... now you're becoming rude. Oh, you'd be a pain <laughs> in the ass as a rich person. <laughs> I mean, really. I was meeting with my chef. Hi, I'm Alvin Kamara. I was meeting <laughs> with my chef. He told me I should eat a fern right before the game. <laughs> <laughs> and but, I'm going to be awesome. But that's why Tom Brady can do... So that book, TB12 Method. Yeah, now, he doesn't eat tomatoes. Boomer gave me the book, right, Nightshades. Boomer gave me the book, and it really, it's a great read, and it makes a ton of sense, everything you read. The problem is there is nothing practical about it unless you have a chef cooking and preparing the food for you. Oh, I just thought of something really cool. Yeah. Chef slash driver. The guy, <laughs> the guy, man or woman has one job. They cook for you, and they drive you where you need to go. I'm not sure I'm into that. That's awesome. Not so much. I bet. Uh, 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 hmm. Well, what if you're out all day? When you come home, where's the food? Right, that's your question. Be like, your chef's going to take you food? through the drive-through at Wendy's. I'd be like, dude, you had me driving you all over town. Exactly. That's why you need what two of them. And if you have enough cook? money, you don't need to worry about that. I do know some people, like some athletes, that have a personal chef. The chef uh, comes in the morning and cooks for the whole day, right? And then leaves the stuff for reheating. Okay. Maybe that's a cheaper way to go too. Yeah, that would work for because then the chef could go to other people's houses and be chef and how many more noises can we have coming out of the al duke's condo we already have the dog on chew toys and barking while the show's going on right now we can have a chef clanking pots and pans <laughs> in the morning getting the rest of the day set up for you all right stirring the sauce in there what do you all right how about this what do you think a guest chef would cost a guest chef so alvin kamara has probably in? got full-time chef tom yeah. brady full-time, full-time chef and a lot chefs. of these rich athletes and celebrities have full-time chefs um, what if, <laughs> maybe, who knows, <laughs> what if you got a guest chef for the day to try it out? What do you think that costs? Um, hmm, $200. It's got to be more than that. Guest chef for the day. Yeah, it's got to be more than that. 
How about are you three, considering about like a fifty? Are you considering like a business where it's like an Uber chef? <laughs> <laughs> the thought did cross my mind because someone comes over and uh, does your chef for the yes, you ordered the chef. I think it's a great idea because when you have a big party, you can get servers to right. come over for the day, and you pay them by the hour or for however long. They'll yes. prepare the day, they'll set up the day, and then they'll break down at the end. It's not a bad idea. My chef could just make a whole bunch of chicken, sweet potatoes, and broccoli and just like make big vats of it for the week. Or you could just do it because, quite frankly, it's or boring. Or I could do it, Jerry. Right. Exactly. Either way. Oh, did you see the chickens that had coronavirus? Oh, oh. No. Do not tell me about that. So frozen chickens frozen chicken. from Brazil Take care of your chickens. that were shipped to China tested yeah. positive for coronavirus. Mm. That sounds like that sucks. <laughs> it was not Purdue. They were Brazilian chickens. Brazilian chicken. I saw this in the New York Post today. Yeah. Mm. I would think that's a big recall. Big booty Brazilian chickens. <laughs> What's that even mean? I don't know. They were just chickens. Did you see the um, rules for the NBA for bringing guests into the bubble? I did. They're trying to keep out uh, what they're not calling it, but what they really mean is booty calls, right? <laughs> they don't want, yes. It actually seems like... These rules for bringing people into the NBA bubble, they actually seem pretty lax to me. You're allowed four guests per player. Yes, but and then attending the game, I believe it was one adult and one child under 12, I think. Yeah, four guests plus children. Children don't count as guests. And I, I do, while it might be laxed, I like the idea from the standpoint of these guys, you know, the, the two teams standing at the end are going to be there for 10, 12 weeks, whatever it is. At some point, you do want to see your family if it's possible. So yeah. I do like the idea of it. I agree with you, though. You only have to isolate for three days, I think, when you get there. You know we're going to get some coronaviruses Maybe. out of this. It would be a shame if that's the case because they've done it so well so far. There have not been any uh, positive tests from hockey or basketball in weeks now. Um, and it would be a shame if that kind of derailed it a little bit. But I also understand them trying to do it, and I think it's a good thing if they can do it the right way. Now, people not allowed in the NBA bubble. No individuals. I love this too. No agents. The player has just met on social media. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> no individuals. The player has not previously met in person. Yeah. I, you can't prove any of this stuff anyway. And you cannot bring your tattoo artist. They're specifically listed as Is not that allowed. For real? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. No tattoo artists. Okay. This according to... Adrian Ward Nowrowski. What I don't understand is why did you make it simple? Spouses and kids. That's it. Like that. Honestly, that's it. No one else. What about longtime partners? Significant gotcha. others. Yes, significant others. Spouses and kids, or girlfriends, or boyfriends and kids. That's it. That's it. Do you think most people know what a spouse is? I do. My father tells me this story a lot. It's one of his uh, fun stories to tell when he worked at Newark Airport. And uh, they used to have, uh, you know, guys to uh, work uh, would, would come in and fill out applications at Delta. This is back in the day. Mm. And there was uh, on the application a place for you to put uh, a spouse, whether you have a spouse or not. And the guy went up to uh, the guy my dad was working at and said, what is a spouse? And uh, the guy said, uh, well, are you married? He said, no. He goes, then you don't have a spouse. Hmm. Hmm. I think most people do. But most people also know. think it's called Chick-fil-A and not Chick-fil-a. Chick-fil-a. <laughs> My family thought it was Chick-fil-a. <laughs> right. Years. I would think most people know what it is. They've heard it. Spouse, They've heard of I spouse. Guess. 
I would think so. I'm not sure I would have known that if I was filling out applications when I was like 18 years old. Were you also the person on the application when it said sex, you were looking for yes? <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Or no, in your case, <laughs> back in the day. Good one. Well, I mean, that's, you admit that, though. That's not a good one. Remember filling out applications like you had to like, and you needed like all this information that now we have on our phones, but we didn't have on us back in the day. It'd be like when they'd want your social security number, they'd want to know your, your sister's address. Now you just hand in your, uh, what do you call it? Your resume. Yeah. I just, I, I like now that you could just email resumes. Like you used to have to get like the special paper to print your resume on, right? Sure. That had when the was water, the last resume the, <laughs> that had the watermark on it? The last resume you prepared had to have been oh my when? Gosh, um, two thousand and three. Okay, so mine would have been nineteen ninety six. I think when I <laughs> sent it into here to Eddie and uh, and Eric Spitz. Yeah, you definitely sent that in on bond paper. I did, and it was gray. Yeah, great. I do remember that. I do (laughs) remember that. And you had it laser printed somewhere. Yes, probably did. That's probably true. And I remember made a whole bunch of copies. I think only sent. Oh, I sent one out to K Rock too. Yeah. And then I was so excited when I got a letter in the mail from K Rock, and it was just acknowledging that they received my tape and my resume. I I know. I got one from WPLJ like that. I was like, "That's right." It's so disappointing, isn't it? No, but it was cool too because at least they responded. It is cool. The letterhead. But you get excited that they're responding, and then you read it. It's like it's nothing. It's like, eh. I applied for to be the head of production at WPLJ in 1995. What production experience did you have? Jerry, I couldn't do that job today. (laughs) I've been in radio since the mid-90s. But it's different today with the computers. I I still couldn't do it. Yeah. I I did production with Joey DeFazio and Paul Arzuman for like three weeks, four weeks. And you get, I mean, it's like anything. You get used to it. Not easy, but you get used to it. I could, you could be trained to do production right now. I know, but... Uh, Why don't you sit with Zach for a week? To think that I could have walked into WPLJ in New York City. All right, Mr. Dukes, what kind of imaging ideas do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Here's some tape. Go splice it and put it back together. <laughs> That's right. 5.37 on the fan. We take a quick break. G joins us at the top of the hour. Al has a really cool Ooh, story about hockey nice. again. No. On the other, no, It's not hockey. I again. have a nice story about fans... Uh, young fans writing to a superstar who finally responds. I'm Boomer Esiason. That comes up next on The Fan. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. Hi, 542. Al and Jerry with you until 6 o'clock. Greg Giannotti joins us then for the Thursday edition of the Boomer and Geo Show. All right, Al, what's this wild and wacky story you have? From the wild and the wacky. Oh, uh, Barry Sanders, yes. Jerry, you know, a longtime Detroit I've Lions. heard of Barry Sanders. Hell Probably, would you, say Best, the most, would you say the most popular uh, Lion in history of Lions? I don't know about that because oh. of the way he ended his career. I, I, You know, yes, one of the greatest Lions players of all time, mm-hmm. best running back I've ever seen. But that having been said, I have a few friends of mine, for whatever reason, are Lions fans. Yeah. Um, They have a mixed bag of feelings for him because they thought he was amazing, but they feel like he just left them. But you know, Jerry, they say time heals all wounds. Uh, Not in this case. Uh, (laughs) I I say three. There's two of my friends. Do you think Packers fans like Brett Favre now? Um, Yeah, I do. It's a little different. Brett Favre didn't just leave when he was in the prime of his career. 
but he went to competitors. Direct he did, but at that yeah, but at that point, the Packers made it very clear it was they were moving on to Aaron Rodgers because of likely because of Brett Favre's indecision. Um, and also remember, in between the Packers and the Vikings, he did play for the Jets. So it wasn't like he left and said, "Oh, True. now I'm going to go beat your asses and go inside the division of the Bears or the Vikings or the Lions." He went to the Jets. And then he ended up with Minnesota. So, yeah, no, I think, matter of fact, didn't they have, when they put his name, they retired his number and they put his name in the in Lambeau Field? They got He got a huge reaction from that. Yeah, people are loving. Uh, that's why I think, like, Barry Sanders, I think, I would think most Lions fans You're probably right. like him now. I can just tell you my two friends loved him as a player but oh. still will never forgive him for just leaving. Hmm. Well, evidently, Jerry, when he did just leave, uh, many people sent letters to Barry Sanders, they sent them to the Pontiac Silverdome. Guess thinking he he lived there or something. <laughs> Although, in fairness, these were mostly uh, children at the time. They sent uh, letters to Barry Sanders, many of them uh, telling him how much he meant to them as a player. Okay, so they were nice letters, but they never got to Barry Sanders and ended up in some sort of storage room. Uh, so uh, someone on the Lions was looking for a photograph of an older player that they thought was uh, in this storage room and uncovered this box of Barry Sanders, letters to Barry Sanders that he never received. Now, about, was this on Storage Wars? This was not on Storage Wars. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Though. That would have been cool. You, you buy a, a locker and you find all these letters to Barry Sanders. Uh, there are about 150 letters. Uh, many of them from uh, kids, as I said, who uh, love Barry Sanders. Now, he he was initially didn't want to see them because he thought, well, these are going to be people that are very angry with me for social media before there was social media. Yes. And uh, it turns out they they were very pleasant letters. And Barry Sanders says that he is going to write everybody back. Well, if it's only 150, good for him. He should write yeah. them back. And do you think he'll reach out to Benning now to sign his ball for him? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's setting himself up again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> is that is that the fight you got into with him? It was over Barry Sanders. It was. Yeah. Only because Barry Sanders is one of these guys that doesn't like the sign stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah, that's what his men told me at the time when he came in. He, I guess that's how he makes his living now, signing stuff. So he doesn't like the sign stuff for free. Right, he's like Boomer. He made good money, but he didn't make this generation money. Right. And this is how he... He makes cash now. I mean, he's not doing mornings in Detroit? <laughs> That'd be awesome. He seems like a quiet guy, though. It's the morning show with Bruce and Barry. <laughs> All right, we got Barry Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Sanders and the snake. Now, I did see um, ESPN did an article about this and caught up with some of the then kids who wrote to Barry Sanders to see where they are now. <laughs> okay. One of them was Jeffrey Dahmer. No, <laughs> Shut up. That was a joke. Uh, no, a lot of them are very successful now, Jerry, and they're all looking forward to hearing from Barry Sanders. It was one of them Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers. <laughs> did you ever write to an athlete? No, I don't believe I ever did. Did you ever write to anybody of fame? Were you, were you no. able to write to them? Wrote a letter? I don't yeah. believe so, no. Letters. Oh, boy, CBS Sports Network? Yeah. <laughs> Just put up the graphic. Today's update with Chris Lepresti. Yeah. And a cartoon version of him. Where it doesn't look like him right it's now. It's not flattering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, that's not him. What is that? 
Guys, just do a picture of Rick Moranis and you got a better shot. I don't know who that looks like. Rick Moranis with black hair. Right, Eddie? That doesn't look it like him. looks nothing like him. They, they gave him more of an... He's got... I think Chris has a round head. Yeah, round They gave things. this an egg head. It just doesn't also, work. Car- cartoons are sometimes uh, are more fun than, than real. Well... I actually think they have done such a maybe that maybe this is um, they're victims of their own success because the cartoons of us and Eddie and Greg and Boomer are outstanding. Yeah, this one looks like they just got a stock photo of a guy in glasses and said, "Here's Chris Lepresti. Let's call him CeeLo. And my cartoon, I I love it because it really does kind of look like me. But I agree. O- only if I was fit and handsome. Yeah, but it does look like you, It does. Uh, yeah. That looks like Greg. I feel like I look like me. Boomer looks like him, and Al, yeah. Of course, you could trade you for Craig, but what's the difference? You're Eddie's right, guy. though. You look, you look all, good. All of our cartoons look like us yes. if we were in better shape the and better a little better looking. Yeah, no right. doubt. No the doubt. ideal version of us. And then you add the Lepresti one. Not so good. Not so much. Well, it's no. an ideal version of someone, just not Chris Lepresti. <laughs> right. It's a great photo or a great uh, drawing. It's just that's not him. That's a little, whatever. <laughs> At least they did it for him, so that's very nice. Anyway. I'm, sur- I'm surprised you never wrote to Danny White. I know I don't think I ever wrote to anybody. I've again, I've never been. The only time I was ever starstruck, I've told you this before, was when I was at Beth Page Black in 2002 for the Tuesday practice round, and I went and hung out on the fourth tee box. And when Tiger Woods got there, and he was like five feet from me. Now keep in mind, I wasn't a kid. You know, in 2002, I was, what, 28 years old. It still was like, holy cow, that's Tiger. I mean, that, that was pretty cool. Other than that, like, I've just never been starstruck. I don't know why. Never I'd like once. to see you write a letter to uh, Tiger Woods today. Dear Tiger, I was starstruck as a 28-year-old boy. <laughs> as a 28 sons, it's so embarrassing. I wrote to uh, Tony Orlando when I was a kid, Although, the, the singer. And what about Dawn? How'd you leave her out? Uh, good point. I was a big Tony Orlando guy. I saw him as my role model. <laughs> You tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak yeah, tree? just for Tony. <laughs> By the way, that song actually came up on my playlist on Spotify yesterday. So we It's had, a good song. The kids were we were playing wiffle ball yesterday. Uh, we had a bunch of kids over. And so I played my Spotify. And so from time to time, I, time, to time, I have to go run and hit fast forward because a song that was just you know laced with F-bombs would come yeah. up. And so that was fine. And then at one point, I, I, I went from a Led Zeppelin song to a Katy Perry song, to like a Soundgarden song, and then Tie a Yellow Ribbon came on. And then that to Seals and Croft, where one of the kids turns to me and goes, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so I got a whole bunch oh. of different things. Oh, it's Jerry's playlist. <laughs> yes. And Come on, I, kids, gather around. I even have Frank Sinatra Chicago on it. I mean, whatever. What can I tell you? See, I don't know the words of this song, but I like this song. He, he got out of prison. I didn't know he was in prison. What he did? No, not t- the the guy in the song. Oh, I thought the guy in the song was was coming out of the military. No, I don't think so. And uh, he wanted to see whether his uh, his lover would still have him. So, oh, speaking of that, <laughs> did, that was a really heartfelt oh. Because did you see the story about the guy who found out his wife was cheating on him from Google Maps? <laughs> I did not. I no did not joke. See that. So for some, for whatever reason, he was searching for a street address, 
and Google Earth or Maps, whatever, where you get there, where they, you know the, the six three hundred sixty degree camera with the car yeah. it goes. That's how we get our directions, or we can actually see the street view. Street view. That's yeah. What it's oh called. yeah, street view. Yeah. So he's doing the street view, and he's going down the block, and inadvertently stops because he sees a woman that looks like his wife. Oh. And it was his wife. Uh oh. And she's there, as the story says. Canoodling with another Ooh, man. Canoodling. I think Joe Beningo used that word once. Canoodling. Canoodle. Canoodling. Yeah, right. Yes. They got divorced. Hmm. All right. That's bizarre, is it not? It is, yeah. That Google Maps will get you sometimes. Like, if you were going to cheat on Gina, yeah. wouldn't you think that you sitting on a park bench somewhere in Tom's River, you'd be yeah. safe? No. What do you mean, no? Why wouldn't you be? Well, I'm very famous, Jerry, but a regular person, yes. If you, all right. Would be safe on a bench in Tom's Prior to Al Dukes on TV. Yeah, good point. You would think if you were just on a park bench in Tom's River somewhere, you'd be good to go. Right. No. Nope. The car caught you. Google Maps got you. That's pretty funny. And Eddie is correct. Uh, Taya Yellow Ribbon is, uh, via their Wikipedia page, told from the point of view of someone who has done his time in prison. All right, then. But is uncertain if he will be welcome home. It's been three long years. He writes his love asking her to tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree in front of the house if she wants him to return. I've mentioned this before. I'll ask Eddie. <laughs> Do we have another minute or we we got to go here? Uh, if he we does, should break. If oh, he does right. not see the ribbon, he will remain no, on the bus. Can I, can I, can I, ask me on the way back. I'll ask him on the other side. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. A big question for Eddie Scazzaro. Not really that big. But what a, a question for Eddie on the other side of this break. And then right. G joins us at six on the fan. But... First, we have a Radio.com Sports Minute. I saw Amy Lawrence before, so she's got it, and it's going to be really cool. It's about the NFL. That's right. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I've got a couple more minutes. Islanders won, Mets won, Yankees won, Mets play this afternoon. Eddie, real quick, I've asked this on the podcast with Al. So we were talking about the, the what that song was about, Tire Yellow Ribbon, and the, the meaning of it. Were you aware of what songs were referencing when you were a kid? Or were you ju- did you just sing them? Because uh, it's funny how as you get older, you start to listen to the lyrics more. And I think about songs that I used to sing as a kid, and I hear them now. I think, oh, my God, what they really meant. No, I, I did, because when I was in that sort of formative era, uh, American Pie was a big hit. Right. And I was, it, it was like a, this whole story. And of course, I was years before I understood all the, the references about this is symbolizing the Beatles, this is symbolizing the Rolling Stones and all that stuff. But the whole sort of story of it intrigued me. And from that point on, I kind of uh, listened differently. And now you always said not really, right? Until yeah, you get never. older. Yeah, uh, much older, like now. Now, right, that's what I mean. And we're in our 40s and 50s, and I mean, Eddie, earlier, fine. But I think most people probably don't really realize what what they're singing about. Yeah, I would never have a clue. And then I would be like, I have no idea what the song is about. And then when someone would point it out, it would be so obvious. I was like, my reading comprehension must be so terrible. (laughs) Either that that or you were just into the tune. I guess so, yeah. But a lot of times, like, it was pretty obvious. Like, I used to... Ask my sister all the time, like, what do you think this song's about? <laughs> she would know immediately. Uh, so she actually paid more attention. Did yeah. you ever read lyrics? I did. I'd read the lyrics. I still wouldn't. Oh, Yankees baseball is back, it. and we've got every game.